Welcome to Musings with me at Butterfly Effect for Happiness. I'm Lisa and I hope that wherever this finds you in your day, it generates critical thinking and discussion for those you love and care about. In this episode, I muse over the topic of which sticker you're holding. This analogy about which sticker you're holding comes from Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks. I've listened to and read their books for many years and it's taken me many of those years to be able to understand what the meaning behind it is. Or at least this is my take on it. I hope it helps you wherever you are in your life. I've actually used this analogy with many, um, if not all of my clients and family at some point. And if you haven't heard it from me yet, it's just a matter of time. So with that being said, Um, here it is. If we think of a stick as being a topic, whether that topic is one that brings us joy, um, laughter, happiness, or one that we feel more negative emotions around, like fear, anger, frustration, resentment, impatience, etc. And it might be in relation to a person, or a situation, or a job, or a relationship, a habit, money worries, um weight issues, our kids and their behavior or our behavior to the kids, with the kids, um, an illness for ourselves or for somebody else um, and or somebody that we, we love um, or whatever it is that you might focus on. So say I or you um, have 10 sticks in total in front of me. In other words, 10 different topics that I'm involved in, interested in, or dealing with. Usually the stick that gets the most attention is the one that is least pleasurable. After all, isn't the saying, the squeaky wheel is the one that gets oiled first? So usually we pick the stick that we really are focused on because it's taking the most of our attention. And we look at that stick in like microscopic detail. So we check out both ends of the stick, positive, negative. We decide how big the stick is, how small the stick is, how intense the stick is, how solid it is, how bendy it is, how flexible it is, um, how much the stick matters to us and to others. And actually, it doesn't really matter what the details are about the stick. It may simply lie in the holding analyzing, observing, or sharing details about the stick. We could have other sticks that are not also not particularly great to hold. There might be ones that leave us feeling depleted after we hold them, and we keep going back, <laughs> hoping the stick will feel better the next time that we hold it. If I just hold that stick closer to me, more gently, say nicer things to that stick, maybe it will feel better, or maybe it won't. We could have one stick that is much nicer to hold, feels better when we look at it, doesn't prick our finger with thorns or or sharp edges, feels easy and brings a sense of relief, of joy, of happiness or or purpose, because aren't we all looking for purpose? Um, But which stick are we looking at? Which topic are we looking at? One of the others that doesn't do this and how does that usually work out for us which stick are we usually picking up we're picking up the stick that takes up all our attention the the stick that takes all our energy the stick that um 
makes us feel worse because that's the one that we always end up looking at and analyzing and obsessing over and processing. That's the one we go to our therapist and talk about, (laughs) which I'm not saying don't do. What I'm saying is I'm not, so I'm not saying don't look at all the sticks at all. I mean, we can't just leave them in a wood box and hope for the best. And that certainly wouldn't help with our bank accounts if it was a money stick. Though with some of the sticks, maybe that is exactly what we need to be doing. But if the stick is too bloody hard to look at and just brings feelings of powerlessness, anger, resentment, fear, jealousy, or whatever, why are we still picking up that stick? Just put the stick down and pick up one that feels better for a bit or find a completely new stick and I know it's all well and good me saying just put down that stick because it's really hard to let go of that stick (laughs) it is so attached and we are so attached to that stick because we want to make it better but the more we focus on it the more we are focusing on the end of that stick that is negative and even if we try and focus on that positive end of that stick we know that it's got to flip and we more often than not even when trying to focus on the positive end up back at the negative end and while we're here on sticks sometimes trying to focus on the positive end doesn't work either we can say all the affirmations in the world We can chant, we can journal, we can do meditations about that stick, um, and still nothing shifts. Because ultimately, like I was just saying, we are still looking at that stick and the underlying feeling that that stick brings up or that topic brings up. It keeps us in a space of being locked to the same outcome of that particular topic or that particular stick. So the stick is another way of saying, look for a better feeling thought or be in a space of appreciation about the things that are working out for you in life. Our brains are wired to keep looking for things that affirm where we are focused. It's actually a legit science thing, just so you know. Because often, like I was saying to some... Um, people in my pod this morning I am (laughs) woo-woo I'm okay with being woo-woo however some people look at me and go oh woo-woo okay Uh, here she goes on that law of attraction thing however there is actually sciencey information that backs it up and this is where I am getting sciencey which is not necessarily my forte and quite off my beaten path Uh, Because I know what I know in my being, but remembering the wordy sciencey stuff is not down my alleyway, which is why I found tests and things hard to do at school. But anyway, so the RAS or reticular activating system is like a bunch of neurons, which has a big impact for such a small part of the brain. It's like a filtration system that makes sure our brain doesn't have to deal with more information than it can handle. 
so it helps to process all of our senses except smell because like we don't want to get too nosy into those things that's how I remember and I can't remember why that is but I do know it's smell um, but I yeah I, do, I like to think of our noses are another business so they're not in that area so if you really think about it we are taking in like way more information than we are aware of you, even if you just sit and think about like peripheral vision you are focused on this point and if you have peripheral vision you know that you are taking in all of this information you're taking in visual auditory as in sound um, you're taking in textures you're taking in sizes you're taking in um, what people are doing what animals are doing you've got so much information bombarding you not just from here but from here so if we think about that and how that does that imagine if we had to take in all of that information all of the time we would be so overwhelmed we would be overwhelmed in our conscious minds and there if there wasn't a system for filtering the masses of information coming in we would be feeling totally bombarded all the time so however the RAS also does it so let me just correct myself what the RAS also does is look for information that confirms what we believe to be true or are focused on it's a little bit like so I use an analogy with um, clients and with people that I know I call it my little red Suzuki Swift analogy so you know when you're buying a car when you are out driving around and you're not looking for a new for that new car and you've got your own car and you're just driving along and you're paying attention to what is on the road and who's giving way and who isn't and all that kind of stuff however when you then decide to say say you decide to buy a little red Suzuki Swift what do you see all over the roads little red Suzuki Swifts give it to any type of car you decide to buy a four-wheel drive a white four-wheel drive that is maybe um, a Ford or whatever brand model make you want and then all of a sudden you start to see those everywhere on the roads because your brain is focused in on that specific thing so you then start to notice them they were always there they were always out on the roads it's just that now because that's what we're focused on our system is filtering the information that's coming in and we are noticing that stuff so it's like when you play I don't know if you have played Spoto so yellow cars the kids um, whack each other if they see a yellow car they say Spoto and they get to whack somebody so what I've noticed lately is that's what they're playing I notice yellow cars everywhere <laughs> same thing it works the same for appreciation so we have 
activated awareness of that and we see them and our system confirms that awareness and the woo-woo in me likes to call that law of attraction. Um, you might have heard that um, term before. This is the sciencey side of that. So the same, like I was just saying, the same works for our um, appreciation or gratitude of things or sticks, so, so be it. And our RAS begins to filter to match what we expect to sense or what we expect to see, what we expect to hear. We will be like a conversation, you know, if you're listening in, into a conversation and you're listening for particular things about that um, information. Let me give you an example. Parents, if you are listening for when your children swear, you will hear them swear. <laughs> Aside from the fact that they usually put more um, oomph into the swear words, so you're like, what was that word you just said? Um, you become focused on that, so you're more likely to hear it, and you're more likely to hear it in other people's language and those sorts of things. So the more aware we are of what is going right in our world, the more we start to see things that are going right the more we focus on things that are not going right in our world, the more we will notice things that are not going right. And that doesn't mean we just stick all our money into an account and we don't think about it and we just hope for the best, but we focus on, wow, that was really cool. Some more money came in. I really appreciate that. How else might I create wealth or how else might I have money come in? So we're focusing on that side of things as opposed to oh my gosh I've got this to pay because we will find more things show up so think of a morning when you woke up and you went straight to thinking or focusing on a stick that feels like shit you get out of bed thinking about that stick maybe your kids come in and want your attention offer you to make them lunch or breakfast or the dog is limping random I know but it just came into my head um, and I did have that situation not so long ago um, and then think about how because you are already focused on the negative end of that said stick the other sticks that the kids brought to you the lunch the dog the the breakfast the um, uniform with the hole the um, whatever else I can't think of anything else but whatever other stick or other topic that the kids brought to you seem to match the stick that you are holding seem to match the topic that you're holding and in an emotional set point kind of way so what we find is because we are already when we wake up we're in a negative space what happens is that we start to find the negatives in other things you'll kick your toe you will um, jam your fingers you will cut yourself you will because you are in that space and so it's a little bit of like attracts like but when we are looking for sticks that feel better or we're picking up sticks that do feel lighter or brighter and leave us feeling calmer relaxed energized uplifted then when the less desirable sticks show up or the less desirable um, topics get stuck in our in our wheels, they're easier to deal with because 
our RAS helps our conscious mind filter the information and the set point is looking for better outcomes, looking for solutions, looking for other opportunities as opposed to what's going to go wrong. It doesn't mean those sticks we've been digging and shit with disappear straight away or ever. But like using water or a cloth to wash off the proverbial fecal um, sample, we use tools and strategies to deal with them. Or at the very least, we are in a more calm and hopefully rational mind to deal with them. And responding versus reacting to your stick is like, imagine having that sample on your stick and you start flinging it around. Yeah, visual peeps, this one's for you. <laughs> imagine what happens to the accumulation of poop on the end of your stick yeah, it flies around, right? So, you know, flinging it. That's you reacting. When you respond, you look at it and you go, ooh, I could poop on my stick. How am I going to deal with that? And you have a moment. Am I going to wash it in water? Am I going to use a cloth? Am I, you know, how am I going to deal with that? As opposed to, you know, and then everyone's covered in poop. Including you including your day, your expectations, your attitudes, and then the people you are about to engage with. And that poopy feeling spreads. Think of like when you feel crap and you go out and you come across other people because you're like, and you meet up with them. You spread that energy. You spread that way that you respond to other people or react to other people as opposed to responding. You're not in the solution space. You're not in the opportunity space. So the same applies to a stick that is on fire or a light. Or maybe we think of it like a matchstick that is about to light our desires and things that ignite passion in us. A stick that is ignited and comes into contact with other sticks that are ready to light up creates a lighting up of more than one stick. And then that stick goes and lights up other sticks and so on and so on and so on. You know, it's like that thing about um, passing on a smile. When you smile at somebody else, they are more likely to go and smile at somebody else. And on and on and on that goes. So if we are doing this consciously, we can purposefully ignite our own stick, not burn it down to the end, because we're not doing the candle at the both ends burning thing, but we're igniting our stick. We're igniting a positive stick. We are looking at our desires and we're looking at the things that bring joy to us. And we're using those and our own sticks to look at the ones that are already ignited so that we can spread that fire out into the rest of our lives. Does that make sense? We are wanting to find those things that give us the buzz, that fill our cup, that take care of ourselves, and we focus on those ones so that if we think of those as being matchsticks or as sticks that we've lit on fire, they go out and they burn brighter. They go out and they light up other people's lives. But if we haven't done that for ourselves and we are constantly looking at the sticks that are covered in poo, 
that's what we're going to be sharing. And again, I'm not saying don't look at those sticks. But when you are taking care of yourself, you can look at those sticks in a responsive way as opposed to a reactive way. And you can be in that space of what are my solutions? What are my opportunities? What could I be doing? What could be different? How can I change this? It is so much better to be in a solution space than in a space of, and Kate talks about, Kate Ruby Aroha, who is my coach that I follow, talks about roller door thinking. That's when the roller door comes down and you're just like, no, can't do it. Don't know how. No, no, no. Roller door thinking doesn't get us anywhere. But igniting our sticks, looking for the ones that make us feel better, they do. They help us to deal with the ones that aren't so awesome. So, on that note, I hope that you find beauty in your day. And I truly hope that this has given you something to think about and to maybe share with others. Take care. And I will talk to you soon.